As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. touch anything i think i think we're good to go okay cool all right good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 117 of the super gamer boys podcast as you may notice we are down a member tonight mr morlang unfortunately uh we are we are saddened to report that uh garrett Unfortunately, has succumbed to the effects of the fox dye virus. Um, he he aged, you know, pretty pretty rapidly. Um, you know, he 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 went pretty quick, but you know, he he didn't have any regrets. Um, uh, but we'll shoulder on for him uh, in the meantime. Uh, of course, with he with me. Uh, as always, the incomparable juicy JJ Purdom. How you doing tonight, good sir? How's it going, Adrian? Adrian, <laughs> I'm so happy that you survived the Fox die. I, you know, honestly, I haven't seen a good, healthy butt whipping quite like that golf match with you and Garrett uh, uh, see, since the uh, since the last Mayweather fight I saw. I wasn't you gonna, know, I, I wasn't gonna, um, you know, flex that 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 victory just out of respect for you know Garrett's memory. I wanted to. You know, let him have this moment. Let us all reflect and, uh, you know, reflect kindly on the young man. Let's not let's not look at his downfalls. Let's look at, mm -hmm. you know, the things that he's brought us. He's brought us all together here tonight so that we can celebrate video games and how awesome they are. Um, You're going to be missed, man. You're going to be so missed. Garrett. Yeah, man. Like, I, you know, I'm sorry, so but I told you don't don't. I told him not to like cut cut makes, you know, he's like building fights that he can't fight. You know, it's like, I'm like, dude, don't do it. You're, you're cashing checks that you just don't have the money in the bank for, man. Come on. Yeah. So if you're uh, in chat tonight or listening to the recording, uh, you know, just pour one out for your former host, captain and dad. Um, but let's go ahead and get, get started here tonight. We don't want to waste too, too much time. Uh, on today's episode, we're talking about cyberpunk. And it's uh, rise to the top of the download charts here for the PS4. Uh, Xbox was talking about they are uh, taking a peek at the DualSense and seeing, uh, you know, maybe they could put some stuff in there. And, of course, we have to talk about Valve 
and their new Steam handheld uh, called the Steam Deck. But before we get into that, as always, we got to give a quick shout out to our Patreon producer, my successor, Mr. Tobin Dalton. Good, good. What's up, Tobin? Appreciate you, appreciate you. Uh, and of course, our Super Gamer sponsors, Bill Bird, Julie Bates, Brent Fox, Daniel James, and Rebecca Robertson. Woo! Man, I was scared yeah, I was going to fumble through that one, but I got it. I got <laughs> it. No, you did it. Yeah, you did great. <laughs> and, then and, of course, and you know what? Considering you got grief going, considering you're dealing with so much grief, the Garrett. way you're carrying yourself right now, man, I'm like, I'm blown away. You're you're holding it together, man. You're keeping it down. Loving it. <laughs> um, but of course, you know, I got to uh, definitely plug our Patreon uh, and the Super Gamer Book Club, which, you know, I head up. Our next episode, we're going to be talking about Narita Boy with the other half of Normcore Gaming, Mr. Eddie himself, Eddie Norm himself. Uh, that's coming out uh, for the August episode, so be on the lookout for that one. Uh, but I'll get back into that a little bit later. Um, right now, we got a little bit of, uh, we got a few questions. Uh, more than, than, than usual, we actually got so many, we put a couple in the tuck. Just, to, you know, to keep them there so we have some more for next week. Uh, so we're just going to do, you know, three today and we'll take it forward from there. So, so our hey, first... Adrian, have you noticed that the only reason we're getting all of those crazy, weren't we getting like half of a question each week? And then all of a sudden you, you threw out like the gauntlet, the challenge, and you were like, this is, this is horrible. Y'all need to step your game up. And then all of a sudden we've got them pouring in, man. Yes. The questions dude, are pouring in. I didn't want to have to do it, but I had to put the chat in a chokehold. I was like, I had to put the discord in a chokehold. I was like, come on now, come on now. We give you this fire content every single week and you can't even ask us a question. Not even one. I said it could be about anything. You could ask what I had for breakfast today and then it'll still count. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then, you know, and that also extends out to you. If this is your first time here with us, you can join our discord and you can ask us any kind of question you want. We prefer it be gamer related, but we'll answer anything and we'll answer it right here on the show. So that's your opportunity. If you ever wanted to pick our brain, there it is. Um, so our first question uh, from the mailbag is from penguin 90. And she says, if you guys could be in a game or voice any game character, who would it be? I'm going to let you go first. If I could voice any character or be in any game, I would choose the Uncharted series. I love the Uncharted series. All four of those games started off on the PS3. Of course, I played it through the PS4 era, all the uh, the remastered versions of 1, 2, and 3. And then you can't forget A Thief's End Part 4. Really great. Nathan Drake, one of the greatest characters in BU games I've ever played. I love it. It's actually the first set of games I played was the Uncharted series and on the PS4. Absolutely love Nathan Drake. If I had an opportunity to try to fill those shoes, I would love to be able to do that. Okay, okay. Um, I I don't know if I can hang with you right there. I feel like I would have probably had a heart attack after part one. <laughs> Just, you know, <laughs> having to do any kind of car chases and, and shooting the guys at the same time and having bullets whiz by my head and dodging grenades. I'm good. <laughs> You you go you do that. I mean, granted, you're gonna live because it's a it's a you know an adventure and, movie. But still, and that's why I chose it because you know, <laughs> I know I'm gonna live. You know, because I'm like in real life, I'm not very good with a gat. You right. know, I've tried. I, you know, uh, <laughs> it's not my thing. Matter of fact, I, my brother just went to Omaha and he was gonna buy a gun. Uh, Omaha is like the big city. It's where they got to this really great zoo. I know you've heard of it. Uh, but yeah, we were gonna go. We went. Yes, best in the world. Best in the world. So we actually went to this guns place yesterday. My brother. 
uh, he tells me like, Hey, uh, I'm going to have a lot of money on me. Do you want to, uh, you want to carry a pistol? Like I'll give you one of my handgun. And I'm like, what? Like illegally. And he's like, no, you can tell you legally carry it on your, on the outside. Like you just carry it on your hip, you know? And I'm like, but it wouldn't be in my name. And then it's like, I had to shoot somebody and kill them. Uh, you know, then I, it's not going to be my name. Then and I'm you got to go, go up the river. You know, I'm way too pretty, dude. Like I just, like, I'm, I'm a small man. I'm only five four. You know, like it's, just, I can't, I can't go to prison. It's just not gonna happen. So that's why I don't even run stoplights, man. I'm like, I stop fully and completely and look both ways. Dude, you just gotta remember. As soon as you get there, you gotta punch the biggest guy in there in the mouth. That's the number one rule. As soon as you I do have that, heard that. I've heard that, but I'm, I don't know. This was for the Omaha <laughs> Zoo. Just like that. No doubt. Um, I heard they got zebras. (laughs) If I could be in any game world, I'd probably be in the Jet Set universe. Jet Set Radio, Jet Set, or Jet Grind Radio. I feel like uh, just the way that, you know, the world looks um, and how much fun that they look like they're having when they're skating and, and, and spraying and all that different kind of stuff and all the different locations. I would love to, even if I'm not like, a cast member of the game, but just to live in that world, I feel like would be uh, magical. I'm definitely down to do that. Um, that's probably where where I would sit at. So, uh, if I could voice any game character, who would it be? Oh boy. Um, let me think. Let me think. I don't. I don't know if I. Mm, I don't know if I would want to be somebody who's already established or if I would want to be a brand new character. I would definitely love to be um, a character in a double fine game, you know, like your, your psychonauts, your, your brutal legends, all of those. I think that would be really fun to do because, you know, they have you, uh, everybody's so exaggerated and cartoony and I, I'd love to be able to just <laughs> go in the booth and just bleh, for like five minutes straight. So, mm. um, you ever thought about it? Oh dude, to be animated and to be like way over the top. That's not my style, man. But <laughs> if I, you know, but you, you do give me pause and it makes me think like I, it would probably be more my style to be more of a, uh, of a, of an outwardly huge character Mm-hmm. versus being, you know, the uh, the quintessential hero. I think I always wanted to just be the hero or even more fun is to be like the villain in a game. Yes, to dude. Be, you know, to, to like play the Joker, you know, in, in the newest Batman flick or something, you know, or the newest Batman game, you know, just be the Joker, like, you know, something like that. Yeah, I think <laughs> something like that I could sink my old fake teeth into. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. That Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, I definitely think being a villain would be uh, top of the top. Just just to go out, just like, yo, I need you to be the biggest jerk you can be right now, and I need you to sell it. That sounds like a dream. I'm down. You know, um, if if what's... Garrett were here, if he were still living, if he were still with us, yes. you know, I feel like Garrett would probably say, like, I love to be in like the new Death Stranding Hideo Kojima. I you think know. I could. Oh wait, I think I could. I think I could voice uh, Hideo Kojima. I think I could voice Solid Snake. Mm, it's more nasally than that. Yeah, oh, really, really nasally. Like, like, um, um. <laughs> I don't. That's what I hear when he, whenever Garrett, you know, goes. I kind of hear. Hey, one, guys, I kind of hear some of this. Maybe not as much <laughs> drag on it, but it's probably it's definitely this octave. Uh, may he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. May he Dude, rest well. And I know that Zet, Zet is somewhere right now 
doing a fist pump. You know, just oh just yeah, fist they finally got yeah, him out yeah, now he died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, may that rest well as well. Um, <laughs> so our next one is from uh, Sir Prince a lot or Prince a lot. Excuse me. He says, "What's the game from your childhood that you loved that no one's ever heard of?" He said his would either be, uh, or he said he his would be Carnivore's Ice Age. I have zero idea what that is. So you are never you answer the question perfectly. Um, <laughs> mine would be I don't know if anybody knows, but uh, there was McDonald's put out a video game for the Sega Genesis. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's like McDonald's or Ronald McDonald Treasureland. But you play as Ronald McDonald and it's a platformer. And you go around and like you're Ronald McDonald and you like shoot magic at monsters to kill them. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever heard of this game. I don't know how I... we bought it, but I definitely <clears throat> remember putting a lot of hours as Ronald McDonald. That's That, that would so, be my answer to that question. So I actually chose a game that I... I know some people have heard of, and I probably talked about it on, on the show before because I loved it so much. On the Nintendo Entertainment System, and I think it might have come out on Turbo Graphics. I know it was a, a, a PC thing as well. Um, on the Nintendo Entertainment System, I played Maniac Mansion. Maniac Mansion was a point-and-click game mm-hmm. that, and I do not like typical point-and-click games, but it was so cheesy and like horror like and uh just it, it has such great humor to it you got to play like a handful of like these teenage kids going into a mansion that had like these goofy aliens and you'd like you have to go get like a cassette player and then like you go and put find the cassette where does the cassette go and then you'd like you'd have to use pick pull push you know, some of those kind of like point and click uh, tropes. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have, you'd find like a hamster. And at one point you put like a hamster in a microwave and it like blows up and like other no things. Way. Like go to in a, in a... Yeah. <laughs> in a kid's game in like 88, I think it was 87, 88. And uh, it's one of the most fun games I've ever played. And my brother and I, my little brother and I stayed up late all through the night, the way that we used to do in the late eighties playing video games was staying up all night long Parents go to bed and you're you're sitting there with a Nintendo and just playing all night long to make sure you you get through the game. You didn't have infinite lives like you do in video games now. So mm-hmm. uh, it, I actually have it on a Nintendo Wii that I have <coughs> jailbroken, <coughs> so I'm able to actually play a little bit of that. And so that's dude, it's so much fun. Even now, my my brother came over recently and we actually had a kind of a blast. I was like, hey, dude, you want to play Maniac Mansion? And he's like what you have maniac mansion and i pulled it up and i don't know we maybe played for like 45 minutes and you know what dude that was nostalgia that was bringing back like childhood so that's a game that is so much fun and i feel like very few people have heard about it and uh, if you haven't had a chance to play it you could probably find it very easy in like the roms you know somewhere right it's it's really a lot of fun such great humor and uh, such a really cool little art style uh, to that game, Maniac Mansion. Maniac Man. Okay, I'm. I'm. I might have to. Um. Yeah. LJN put, that on put my... it out. LJN. It did a lot. They did a few games, and then did quite a bit of. You know, they they had a lot of the toys and stuff back then in the '80s. Right. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Also, fun. uh, props for you for saying the entire Nintendo Entertainment System. I don't. I. I don't think I've ever <laughs> outside of commercials heard it actually called Nintendo Entertainment System. So 
I'm, I, you got, I'm old. I'm just Andrew. no, but I'm just saying it's usually been NES or yeah. God forbid NES. Uh, <laughs> and nobody ever called it NES. You, yes, yeah. Some people do. I, I I grit my teeth and die a little bit inside every time they do, but they do it. <laughs> um, no, but I'm definitely gonna have to put that put that on my list. It sounds pretty interesting. Um, Zetch in the chat said, "Why does everybody or why does everyone who's a part of this podcast die some somehow?" Uh, it's a curse. It's a curse. I don't understand. It's the podcast gods. They they don't want us to succeed. They keep taking out our pillars. Uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like they they somehow Garrett got uh his his fox die activated, and uh, he just <laughs> you know up and died. I don't know what happened. Uh, you know, Zetch got caught in that freak accident. Uh, we don't really go into detail about it. Um, yeah. You make sure that your hamsters have vaccinations, guys. Yeah. You never want to put yeah. them in those places. That's Definitely. not where they're meant to go. So, yeah. So we missed them both, uh, you know, them both dearly. Um, all we know is that Zetch's last words were, uh, I love Final Fantasy X um, more than any other game ever made. So, See, and I thought it was Half Life Alex. Half Life Alex. No, no, no. Like he likes Half Life Alex. Oh, okay, Alex. Okay. He loves yeah. Final Fantasy X too. He that said, "Final sense. Fantasy X, what is that crap? Get it out of here." There's only mm. X two. Just wanted mm. to make that clear. That um, makes sense. Let's see here. Uh, next question is from Mr. Hideo Kajoma himself, and he oh, says, I "Love the name change, by the way. Yes, if, if yes. it hasn't been said already. Oh, I love it. I love it. And it's that, and honestly." Hideo Kojima, that makes Garrett love you even more. It does, dude. You're his favorite person now. You killed that. Um, he said, what are some of y'all's favorite theme songs? Uh, I thought of this because the new My Brother my brother and Me theme song absolutely uh, slaps. I'm guessing that's a podcast. I'm, oh, you never listened to My Brother, My Brother and Me? I have oh, it's no one of the idea best. what that is. Oh, it's one of the best comedic podcasts there is. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah okay. it's really great. Yeah, really great. In uh, fact, uh, Garrett has been to see them live. They have a they have a Dungeons and Dragons uh, one where they play Dungeons and Dragons with their dad, uh-huh. and it's hilarious. It's three brothers. They do this comedy show, and it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Huh. Okay. Somebody needs to send me the link. Tweet it to me. DM me. Whatever. I'll, I'll take a listen. I, I, I'll yeah. check a look. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really knowing what their new. Sh- uh, uh, theme is but i know they've got like a really awesome old theme uh that was killer so i i haven't listened to him in a little while i haven't had a whole lot of uh, podcast time but i'm gonna go ahead and uh to go listen to it but i love the old theme quite a bit okay. there's as far as like themes is it like video game related movies? i'm, I'm thinking like, it's just pretty much TV, whatever anything? he didn't specify okay well uh some things that jump out to me i'm a child of the 80s so things that jump out to me are like pro wrestlers theme music like coming to the ring um, who hasn't listened to I Am a Real American, Hulk Hogan's When oh, It course. Comes Crashing Down and It Hurts Inside? I got you. I'm I, right there with you. <laughs> I loved I loved Married with Children when I was a kid. That's a so good one. So Married with Children Married, Married with Children was so fun. And uh, now you watch it and you're like, oh, it was just horrible comedy. And, but I loved it as, as a small boy. And... Uh, I think it's mostly because there's a whole lot of TNA on the show and like really inappropriate humor. <laughs> who doesn't love that stuff? Like, oh, but hey, pig, you know, and whatever. And so, uh, the love and marriage was the theme to that. 
And I love, I like saying that to myself all the time, Frank Sinatra. Love and marriage, love and marriage. It's an institute you can't disparage. Ask the local gentry and they will say it's elementary. Wow. Yeah, so I, I mean, I just, JJ I love Sinatra, things. everyone. <laughs> uh i don't know man i'm 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 mr cartoon guy so i'm gonna say anything that was probably on the disney channel from 1989 to 1994 uh would uh suffice so you know your ducktails is your gummy, gummy bears. bears is <laughs> uh your tail spins um uh let me see here um let me Woo! see oh zet's coming in with the good the x-men theme uh the pokemon theme the batman animated series <laughs> you got some bangers oh man so you know you know you got you got your i'm i'm sure like we're gonna we're gonna get past this question and be like oh my god how did we not mention that yeah forgot but this one yep a lot of cartoon shows have some classic themes man classics so that's probably where I would say that that the majority of my favorites rest at. Yeah, these are great questions, dude. Ever since you like challenged them, put that choke hold on them and stuff like that, made them tap. Wow, we're getting some really fun questions that are more than like, what's your favorite video game? You know, like, <laughs> like dude, the depth of this stuff has been phenomenal over the last couple of weeks. Thank and it's you guys. Really varied, man. That's that's the best part about it. It's a whole lot of there. It's not just like you said. It's not just oh, what's your favorite game? It's like people are asking us stuff outside of uh, outside of gaming. So I really definitely appreciate that. Uh, I think that was the last one for for today. So again, thank you everybody for your questions. Um, continue to send them in. We definitely can use all the questions we could get. If we don't answer them today, you can bet your bottom dollar. We will be answering them soon. So keep them coming. Um, and then with that, we're going to go ahead and get to the meat and potatoes. Mr. JJ, if you would, we're moving on to the nerdy news. It's now time for the nerdy news. <laughs> so our first story uh, comes from Kotaku. And it's, uh, it reads as follows. It says, Cyberpunk 2077 was the most downloaded game on PS4 in June. And the article reads like this. PlayStation has revealed that the most downloaded PS4, PS5, and PSVR games during the month of June... Oh, they revealed them. They haven't... Okay. Uh, unsurprisingly, Ratchet & Clank was first. But the more surprising is that Cyberpunk 2077, even after its messy launch and removal from the PSN store last year... Uh, was the most downloaded PS4 game last month. That is insanity. How? Let's yeah, see. I've been shocked by that. Like that, just the fact, and I know we're going to get into the actual article in a second, but mm -hmm. out of each one of the, the different news on articles that we're talking about today, that one blew me away because I really felt like, man, the water has been so muddied by Cyberpunk 2077. Like, where did this come from that all of a sudden everybody's downloading it all of a sudden? I'd I love don't to know. play the game, it, but I just don't want to pay the, you know, I'd rather wait until it gets cheap. You know, I'm waiting for the game of the year and I'm waiting for it to be like $24.99 and I'll mm -hmm. stroll right in or I'll wait till it's on sale <laughs> on, on the Xbox store and I'll mm -hmm. just, you know, 
Roll right on down and pick it right up. I'm not giving them full price for that. I already did it once. I got my money back, but I already mm-hmm. did it once. Um, digging a little deeper into the article here, it says, uh, however, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, leading the PS4 charts in both U.S. and Europe, has caught people's attention. Uh, for one, the game returned to the PSN store on June 21st, meaning it achieved the number one spot in a short amount of time. Another one, another point is that even after all the bugs, glitches, and other problems, a lot of folks still want to play Cyberpunk 2077 on PS4, which is masochism as its finest. I don't understand why you would ever want to play that on PS4, but some people, I, I think a lot of people are doing it just for kicks to see how bad it is. Mm-hmm. I personally can think of a lot of better things to do with my money and time. Um, that's the main thing I can think of why you would want to play it on PS4. Especially when you've had a, when you've had so many outlets and so many people telling you how terribly horrible. it runs even after the bug fixes on PS4. Yeah. So I, I was blown away by how crappy it looked on Xbox One. So they've probably done a lot of patches already. I'm sure. I'm sure they've oh yeah they tried to patch it all up and, and stuff like that. I haven't heard anybody say. I legitimately have not heard anybody I know that has played the game say, "Man, what a great game." I'm so glad that I played it and I, I want to play it again. I've never heard that. So if you're not hearing anybody say that, it kind of speaks volumes. Does it look or did it look beautiful, you know, when it was in trailer form and we were looking forward to the game? Absolutely. Yeah, but that's because but they were uh CD Project Red was trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes and they were showing like tiny sections of the game that were absolutely 100% finished polished and they could boost everything up because you're only showing that one street or, uh, you know, that one little section of the city. So you can turn everything up. And then when people got the game, you can, you can go online on YouTube right now and just search cyberpunk glitches and you'll have about two days worth of (laughs) videos showing you all the glitches (laughs) that were in that game. Now, granted, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I have been following their Twitter and they have been putting out a good number of updates that are fixing a whole lot of bugs. But I feel like at this point, I feel like the damage is done. Um, I don't think they are. I don't think CD Projekt Red is capable of a um, of a no man's sky level turnaround at this point. I think they all they all they can do is patch it up as best as they can to save face and move on to the next project and just consider this one an L. And learn I, so I, you, and most of all I hope they learn from it. So to play back to it, I know you said it uh, kind of momentarily ago. You actually got your money back from the game. So you had purchased yeah. it on the X series or the Series X. Yeah. And then and then you ended up getting your money back because the game was unplayable. Yeah, I so, got my money and, back because I got off my bike and my bike started going by itself and then went in circles for like five minutes and then blew up. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's the tip of the iceberg. And not to mention, uh, you know, um, cigarettes that people are smoking, uh, staying in the air. Um, my my uh, when I played as a dude for a run, I, just like everybody else, my Johnson was hanging out in broad daylight. Didn't ask for that. Um, you know, <laughs> so that was a real thing. I thought yes, that, that yes, people were screwing yes, around. Wow, yes. that was That's a one hundred percent real thing. Um, but like I said, they probably patched a lot of it right now. I'm just not ready to um go back yet until I feel like they've got they've squished 
I, there's no way to squish, you know, 100% of the bugs. There's always going to be bugs, but most of the critical ones. And I think they're on their way yeah. to doing that. I just don't think that they're going to be able to re-earn back that goodwill that they had before the game came out. Yeah. Um, that is pretty much the majority of what's going on. Like, I, I, I'm just kind of flabbergasted that it's back on the top of the P- not only Not only the PS5 charts, but the PS4 charts, which is literally yeah. like... Uh, it's not the worst place to play because, uh, you know, the original Xbox One is less powerful than PS4. So I, God only knows what it looks like on there and plays like on there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next story is, oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. <laughs> uh, this one comes from IGN. And uh, for a lot of people my age, uh, let's just say a, a dream collab is happening. Uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is a Smash Brothers look-alike. Not look-alike, but Smash Brothers alike. Uh, featuring SpongeBob, TMNT, and even more. So, basically... I want, I want more of this so bad. Oh, dude, let's sit back. I'm, I'm about to read it to you right now. Uh, let's see here. The brawler, which looks similar to Super Smash Brothers in style, will come to PS5, or PlayStation systems, Xbox systems, and Switch in uh, this coming fall. Uh, it's being developed by Ludosity and Fairplay Labs. Um, let's see. We don't have a full list of characters yet, but there's... I'm not going to read them all, but they span the Nickelodeon, you know, uh, roster pretty well. Uh, some characters that you haven't seen in a while that are from Deep Cuts and some of their, you know, current popular characters. So I, I got to see Ren and Stimpy. I want to see Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, they better you know, put I want them in. some they of that stuff, in. man. They better put Yeah, that's... In. Uh, let's see all-star brawl will feature 20 levels based on nickelodeon shows including uh the jellyfish fields from spongebob squarepants and the technodrome from tmnt uh it's gonna have single player and multiplayer online and offline and you'll be able to unlock moves for every fighter huh okay interesting what do you think how you feeling about it i think this could be um i think this could be a, a major hit uh from what i'm hearing from the developers and from what people are saying online is like the team who this isn't um just like a licensed game like they are actually putting in the work to make sure that the game is well developed and is going to have a long shelf life and updates like they've done things that even smash brothers as far as like the online is concerned they've um fix the net code to where it plays like a lot of popular fighting games. So when you're playing online, it doesn't lag. It doesn't turn into a slideshow like smash brothers does a lot. In um, the article that they have a, do they have like a, a, an estimated date when they look like they're going to be coming out with it? Yeah. Uh, right now it's just not? sounding like, it's just sounding like fall, um, fall of this year. So, you know, put that one in, in the bag right next to Wario and all of that, you know, all yeah. that stuff in Metroid and everything else coming out around that time. I um, think it's brilliant, dude. Like they, yeah. they've got the they've got the license already. Why not capitalize on it? Uh, there's so many people that that are your age, my age, that love all those old Nickelodeon things. Like, why not capitalize on the on that content? Bring it to a new era. And, and I know that some of those shows are starting to kind of come back. I think Rocco's Modern Life started to have a like a resurgence where they they had like a new show recently or something. Yeah, they like brought that. it back. It was uh, for a, for like a little movie. It was really limited good, run kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, and I'm sure 
that there's lots of stuff like that. Ren and Stimpy was extremely popular at one time. And this yep. was around the same time as like Beavis and Butthead. They were very popular. And I mean, I could see things like that. Hey, if the, if it really takes off in the video game, they, they have the license. They can end up, you know, having new shows come out. Yeah. From they can stuff, expand the know? roster. I mean, I'm Absolutely. sure they only got 20 characters right now, but uh, I, I mean, I can see them. The, the bench for Nickelodeon is deep. Like, you could put a lot of deep cut characters that nobody has thought about in years. And people will go crazy like, oh, my God, I forgot all about this person. And then it'll yeah. go pretty crazy. Um, so, have you, ever played, you ever played All Real Monsters? All I never Real played Monsters it. I watched it. One of my favorite games from the Sega Genesis, and that that game is so much fun. Those characters—that was a big cartoon back in mm-hmm. the uh, the early to mid '90s. So I mean, there's Nickelodeon has so much, dude. There's so much potential in a game like that. So I I hope I hope that it comes out you know sooner rather than later. I I, I think it's going to be really good. I think I think the developers are um are are showing a lot of care and a lot of respect for for the the audience of this title and i think they really want it to be really well done because apparently a lot of the people who are working on this are really hardcore smash fans right so like they put all the technical moves that people in tournaments like to do i think uh like there's wave dashing which is a technique that uh you know pro pro players use to let you move around the the stage really fast and command your space um but i i don't know i think i think it's gonna be a hit i i hope i'm right about this one because i definitely want to see this expand and i'm definitely picking it up you got me i'm sold um right you're like take my money please. yeah like I'm, I'm good like you put things i love and you're gonna let me beat them up with my friends i'm i'm down yeah. and it's so gonna be good just, this might be the first good just... smash bros compare uh, competitor we we've got to say it just be risk now before it comes out. We got to have like a uh, a Nickelodeon Smash Brothers type of uh, tournament with with us and Garrett, yeah, because he's Sir. if he ever if he ever ends up coming back to life, if we can resuscitate him, if long we can enough, clone his to, DNA to make another <laughs> Garrett, we can have him to come back and we can definitely do a Nickelodeon All Star Brawl <laughs> tournament. I'm totally down. <laughs> I'm sure I'm, I can hear the trash talk now. Like he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna beat you, beat you and I senseless, and all that kind of you know horse jockey crap. You know. Yeah. Well, you know uh, he's known to do that before, and it blow up in his face. So yeah. Uh, let's just hope he's learned his lesson. All right. Let's <laughs> uh, let's scoot on over to uh, VGC, uh, VGC.com, where it looks like Phil Spencer has complimented the dual the DualSense uh, from PlayStation. And suggest that Xbox could update its controller with uh, some of the technology. Let's see here. Um, Xbox head Phil Spencer has complimented PlayStation's DualSense controller and suggested that it might inspire Microsoft to add features to its own controller. Uh, Microsoft stuck to a similar, uh, a familiar design for its Xbox Series X and S pads, only making minor changes to its design and under-the-hood improvements. In comparison, Sony opted to totally redesign its controller with new features such as haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. Speaking as part of the latest Kind of Funny Games cast, Spencer said that Xbox would pro- Xbox probably wouldn't release any major bespoke accessories such as VR headsets in the near future, but suggested that an updated controller was far more likely to happen. Uh, quote, when I think about our hardware roadmap, 
And I really love the ep- the evolution of Liz Harmon's team and the work that they've done. Um, end quote, he said. Oh, no, sorry. Continue quote. Uh, we're definitely thinking about different kinds of devices that can bring more games to more places. There's probably some work we'll do on the controller. I think Sony's done a nice job with their controller and we're kind and we're kind of looking at some of that. And I think there are things we should go do, but we're probably not more in the bespoke accessories market or place right now. Um, yeah. So Microsoft is not a, uh, they're not a dumb company by any means. They're definitely studying the market and they're definitely seeing what works. And PlayStation has definitely uh, got a hit on their hands, so much so that it's inspiring the competition to actually take a look and see uh, how they can implement some of that technology into their controller. What do you think? I think it's amazing, like how complimentary it was to the DualSense, which the DualSense is amazing. You've played it yourself, you know. Yeah. It is an incredible controller. And as far as the PS5 goes, I think that the controller, the DualSense, is probably the greatest function of the entire system. It's just, it's amazing. It really is. And I don't think we've even scratched the surface on the games that we've been able to play with it so far, you know, with all the stuff. Obviously, Astrobot, uh, Rescue Mission, and all that That's kind probably of stuff. the best that, showcase for it right now. Absolutely, absolutely. And it was created specifically for that reason, to be able to show you all the things that it does. And I think that there's, the sky's the limit with the DualSense. So, Phil Spencer's not dumb, dude. It's like you said, Microsoft is very smart. And I think that over the last few years, they keep showing us over and over and over again why they're so smart. Because they're willing to say like, hey, they have a really great mousetrap. Maybe we want to look at that. You know, we Mm -hmm. might want to implement some of the ideas from their mousetrap to possibly use for ours. You know, like these, these were good. So they're being complimentary. They're not pretending like like uh, PlayStation doesn't exist. They're saying, hey, Sony did some really good stuff here. The other thing that that blows my mind is I am picturing Phil Spencer sitting with the DualSense playing a PS5, man. And I'm, I'm wondering- Oh, dude, if you, like, think, it, you know? if you think Phil Spencer doesn't have a PlayStation 5 and a Switch at his house, you are sorely mistaken. He right? has said, and, he said on multiple occasions, he's like, dude, I work at Xbox, but I play games. I have everything. Gamer. Yeah. Right. So, you know what I mean? And it would, I, I think if you work somewhere like that, like a, like a Sony and, or a Nintendo or something like that, and you're not playing the other guy's stuff, you're not doing your job right. No. Because you're, you're stuck in a vacuum. You're only looking at what you're doing. You're not looking at what, you know, and appreciating what everybody else is doing because as much as companies are competing, right? We also need to make sure that we're taking in the entire space of video games as an art form. Because we have to push the art form forward as a collective, right? We all want to sell our own box. We all want to sell our own our own uh, services and, and systems and, and hardware and things like that. But when it comes to the medium of video games, we all need to make sure that we're trying to push the envelope forward. And you can't do that by only looking at what you're doing. Because you might get True. left behind. Or you might not be working to your full potential to inspire the other guys to do something else. Um, I'm really digging that, that Phil is looking at the dual sense, especially because I think when Microsoft does hardware, especially in the last few years, ever since they've uh, redesigned the, the Xbox one into the one S I think that their hardware team has done some outstanding work. Uh, I, 
their engineering team, the way that they put stuff together, uh, their new design philosophy. I think it works really well. Um, I've never had to replace an Xbox controller uh, as far as uh, since wow. the Xbox One came out. Um, so their their controller quality... Ha- I also take care of my stuff, though. Um, but since the Xbox One generation, all the way up until now, I've never had to... I've have had my same sticks the entire time. Um, and they definitely do really good work with special hardware projects because they have their, uh, their, their controller for accessibility for people who have disabilities that they can play it any different kind of way. It's modular and stuff like that. So I would love to see their hardware team's brain like take apart a dual sense and see what's in there and see how they can make their own version or even improve on the dual sense. It's like, Oh yeah, the dual sense did this. The haptic feedback is really cool. But what if we took that and did X, Y, Z, that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. And then I hope that makes Sony goes, well, it's time to put out DualSense 2.0. And they just keep pushing the envelope back and forth. Um, that's what I'm Competition always it, breeds ingenuity and yes. always makes people put forth better products. Yes. Always. Absolutely. Um, and then finally, our last story for today uh, is the one that everybody, I'm sure, is just uh, chomping at the bit. Um, it comes from The Verge. And, of course, we're talking about the Steam Deck. Uh, Valve's gaming handheld is called the Steam Deck, and it's shipping in December. It starts at $399. Valve just announced the Steam Deck. It's long-rumored Switch-like handheld gaming device. We'll come back to that later. Um, it will begin shipping in December, and reservations open July 16th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. This was This is the original article, so it's already passed at this point. Uh, it starts at $399, and you can buy it in $529 and $649 models as well. The device has an AMD APU containing a quad-core Zen 2 CPU with 8 threads and 8 compute units worth of AMD graphics, alongside 16 gigabytes of LPDDR5 RAM, and there are, distant, there are three different storage tiers, 64 gigabytes for $399, 256 gigabytes of SSD for $529, and 512 gigabytes of SSD for 649. So to put that simply <clears throat> into non-dork... I was going to say, dumb it down. Yeah, dumb I was going to say, in, in, <laughs> in non-dork language, in non-PC dork language, you're looking at basically what is about a handheld base PS4 mm-hmm. in that um, form factor. So... That's, Which is that's, nothing to sneeze at. No, no, let's, no. Let's absolutely, not, you know, for a handheld, yeah. that's insane. Oh, absolutely, it's powerful um, for a handheld. It does not. It's not like a switch. When they when they say it's like a switch, it isn't like a switch because you're you're. It's just strictly only handheld. That's the only way you're going to be playing this. No, thing. There, there's a you're dock. Gonna, no. Yeah. I didn't see that in the article. Uh huh. They're working on a oh. dock. They just. They, it's just not out yet. They're just letting you oh. reserve the unit. Oh, but great. the controllers don't come off or anything. But that's not why it's not like the Switch. Um, I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, let's see here. Uh, here's the go- here's the continuation. Uh, the Stream Deck has a huge number of control options. There's two thumbsticks, but also two small Steam Controller-style trackpads beneath the thumbsticks, which could give you more precision for, like, first-person shooters. The front of the Steam Deck also has A, B, X, and Y buttons, a D-pad, and a, and a 7 inch 1280 by 800 touchscreen for 720p gameplay. 
the device also has a gyroscope for motion controls. Uh, let's see. It has two shoulder triggers on each side, and there are four back buttons, two on each side, as well as built-in microphones. Uh, as for the battery, uh, let's see. Steam Deck's on for, onboard 40-hour 40 watt hour battery provides several hours of gameplay for most games. No, it won't. No, it won't. <laughs> no, it won't. For the games it's running, no, it won't. You'll get this is Game Gear right now. This is Game Gear level battery. You're going to get about two to two and a half hours. <laughs> Be ready for that, okay? Unless I you're playing like about three. Unless you're playing eight bit games. Less than three. Yeah. Unless you're playing eight bit games, expect less than three hours of battery life. Um, so that is pretty much the majority of the information on the new Steam Deck. I've seen a lot of uh, chatter one way and the other. Um, we also have to get one more thing out of the way uh, regarding this. The The idea of it is very cool. A handheld PC that plays your, your Steam library of games, which I'm sure some people's dates back years and has hundreds of games in it. Um, you could take it anywhere with you. It's definitely pretty beefy for a handheld. Here's the thing. It's hideous. I was going to say, I haven't seen it. So I don't know what it looks like. It's, so you, you actually, okay. And it, it's huge. It's super bulky. It's like you put two switches together. It's <laughs> terribly, it, it, it looks, it, you know what it looks like? It looks like if you said, if you gave somebody who only plays PC and you told them, hey, how would you make a handheld so you can play your PC games on it? That's what it looks like. It looks awful. And all the buttons are like way at the top in the corner. So you're holding it like way up here if you wanted to play buttons with controls. It's mm. just, uh, I don't think that part was thought out well enough. Mm. Um, but other than that, I, I I definitely can see the potential. And I'm, I've already seen a lot of people talking about they've pre-ordered one. They're on the lookout for one. Um, the, the rub that I have with it. Awesome. it hmm? The original thought of it is awesome. Oh, though. yeah. To be able to play all of your Steam games on a handheld is really great, dude. To be able to take that library around with you. I mean, dude, the sky's the limit with all this crap that's out on Steam right now. I just don't think, like, one of the things you said a, a second ago is you're like, yeah, the battery life is not going to be as good as they're claiming unless they're going to be playing 8-bit games. Dude, you're not going to play 8-bit games exactly. on that. Exactly. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. And I know there's a lot of people, oh, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to put emulators on it. Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you do that? You could buy... Why you to spend the money on that? Right. You could buy, you know, a $300 full-size PC and, and play the same games. I don't... I don't know. To each their own. Um, but the main thing that is rubbing me about the this the wrong way is that how many people are comparing this to the Switch. I don't think that the market for the switch and the market for this i don't think they overlap as much as nearly as much as people do i feel like people who are going after the steam deck are people who it, it's it's tough because if you have a pc and you want a steam deck you're probably the same person who is already complaining about oh the Switch, a lot of games are running at, you know, 10 frames a second. Or why is it only 720p, which people are suddenly okay with because the Steam Deck did it. 
but when Switch were running games at 720p, my God, I'm going blind. My eyes, my eyes. Um, I just, I don't, I think there's still two drastic, drastically different markets that one can exist and the other one can exist. And I don't think any, I don't think either one is going to cannibalize the other. That's, that's the way I look at it. And I think the only thing that they have in common is that they're both portable systems. Uh, I I just, yeah. I, I see a lot of people comparing it as if Valve is going directly at the Switch to try to complete to compete with it. That's not the case to me. I don't know what you think. Mm. So I'll, I'll tell you right off the right off the gate. I am I am newly a guy who's playing Switch a lot now. I was not in the past, but the boys got one. I'm gonna be getting my own because, dude, I love the Switch. Mm-hmm. I love the library of games that that are out there on the Switch, and I'm realizing it's just so much fun, man. There's so much great. Mario stuff, dude, that I can't play on the PS5 or the PS4. There's just such great games, dude. They're so much fun. And then you can pick up, play for a little bit, and set down and come mm-hmm. back to. You don't have to sit there and do a marathon gaming session. I love the portability of the Switch. I like being able to dock it and play, you know, the way that the Switch does. I don't think there's any competition here at all. I think that the, the Nintendo Switch is going to be Nintendo's way of doing their system from here on out. I don't think that they're ever going to go back to the traditional style of system that sits on top of your TV. No, and you just play there. It's just they may do a version there. of systems in the in the future that one sits under your TV, but the main uh, the main format for it, like the one that they would intend for you to play, would be the one that goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Zero Fane says this is what's going to uh, force the Switch to make a pro provert. I a pro version. No. <laughs> I highly doubt that, dude. Um I mean, it's a great day thought, that, but yeah, it's a great thought, but the day that Valve announced um the the Steam Deck, you know what happened? People bought switches. <laughs> People <laughs> bought OLED switches, people bought regular switches like this system is selling 80 million units. It's going to probably hit 100 by the end of this year. You know? So So not not to switch off of the off of this Valve, uh, the Steam Deck, because I, I want you to get back to it. But in relation to how everybody is starting to buy those OLED switches, mm-hmm. is the regular Switch able to be found again? Now that I know during the pandemic, they've been ridiculously hard to get a hold of. But I, I'm starting to see Switch lights inside of like you know WalMarts and stuff like that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what about the standard Switch? Is that thing available in stores I've, again? I've been seeing um, I've been seeing more and more in stores lately. What's really been blowing my mind is I've actually seen a few of the Animal Crossing ones in stores, which those are the ones that like were for a while they were super hard to get. Um, so mm-hmm. the fact that they're still some of those, I guess, maybe that got delayed on some some cargo ships on the way over here that happened to make their way here, is definitely telling that you know inventory is starting to starting to catch up to what the current uh, shipments are going to be. So I definitely think as as far as as far as just Switch is concerned, I think that they're going to be able to get back to maybe not a hundred percent manufacturing rate, but definitely much higher than it was during the pandemic. That's that's what I'm I'm, you know, arm uh, armchair analyzing. Mm. We're looking at. 
Um, let me see here. Oh, so yeah, that's pretty much the majority of what I think about it. I think the Steam Deck is an awesome idea. I think it's an awesome first gen product. I'd love to see what the Steam Deck 2 is going to look like when they can refine the design, when they can uh, update the battery life, all of that stuff and work out all the bugs. Um, and I'm I am so anxious to hear what like actual users think about it and not what the Verge and IGN who they invited down there. Paid to say. <laughs> right. Who they invited down there, down to the Valve office and were like, hey, you want some uh you know a free hotel and some breakfast and 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 we'll drive you on down here and you want to see this nice new steam deck um no i'm i want to see what the guy who you know spent half his his uh monthly check on a steam deck thinks if it was worth it right um so that is going to do it for the nerdy news today i can't believe we made it through the um through the nudes without you know, much, much static, but we did it. We did it. Uh, so um, here normally is where I would put my uh, my super indie boy segment. But in lieu of uh, me and and JJ having to prepare to uh, to prepare to host for you tonight, I actually went ahead and um, I'm not going to do one. A full-on one tonight, uh, but I am going to give you a recommendation for at least one. So, oh boy, um, let me think. So I went up to see a friend this past weekend, and she had a game that I had never heard of, and it's called uh, Boomerang Foo, and it's you and three other players and you're all armed with boomerangs and you're all able to do kung fu, right? So you're all running around a map and you play as different food items. It's just, don't ask why, you're just food. And you are trying to pretty much kill the other three players by throwing your boomerang at them or slashing them with your, your sword or your sharp object. And you can get different power-ups, uh, like you, you can teleport, Wherever you throw your boomerang, you can have your boomerang to, to leave a trail of fire. You can control it with your mind. And you have to use the stages and your cunning and your reflexes to be able to kill everybody else and to eventually get the crown. Um, I have only seen it on Switch. I'm pretty sure it's other places. Uh, I wish I, I was able to look. You know what? I might be able to look up the developer right now just to see who it is so they can get a little bit of praise. But that is definitely, I had a blast playing it. I highly recommend it. Uh, let me see. Boomerang Foo. For, oh, is it Switch only? Nope, nope, it's on Steam. Uh, developer is called Cranky Watermelon. It's, it's a blast. I would definitely uh, recommend that one if you have some friends to, to hang around and play with. Uh, and yeah, that yeah, is really, this. I'd like to play that on the Steam Deck. That oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, you can play it for about twenty minutes. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> you got You got You got a good two games in there before get, it's like, that hey, I need you right. to plug it in. Um, yeah. yeah. So I didn't want to leave you high and dry. I know that people there. There are 
uh, some fans of Indie Boys, so I just wanted to give you a little something to chew on until until next week. Uh, moving on, and of course, it's now ad time, baby. If you like what we do, which I know you do because you're here, you're either watching yeah. us or you're listening to us uh, or you're following us on on our social medias or you're in the Discord, um, you can definitely support us on Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash supergamerboys, and you get a whole gang of benefits. Uh, you get our episodes up early, a couple days before they actually drop for everybody. Uh, you get access to my show, the Super Gamer Book Club, and you get our uh, undying affection, <laughs> and you get a. Uh, well, we're working on a way to get the uh, special juicy JJ photos out to the super patrons. Yeah. is it the third nipple one? Because Gary yeah. did ask me if I'd be willing to do like a calendar. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing. If well, you, you see, there's us. no Garrett here, so we can put whatever we want. Oh, sweet, sweet. So, that, so that's going to be uh, one of those new tiers. Yeah. If you want to give us like, you know, I think, what, $20 a month on yeah. Patreon, and we'll go ahead and we'll get you a, a calendar with game. my third that's what we'll call yeah, the, yeah. That's what we'll call that tier. Uh, but no, um, yeah, I mean, you can get all that stuff for only a dollar a month. Just one buck, and it gets you all this extra, extra goodness. Um, and we would definitely appreciate it. It helps us to continue to keep doing this for you. I mean, we would have done it regardless, but it's definitely nice to have, uh, you know, your support behind us, whether it be even just watching or monetarily. And in some cases, you don't even really have to give any money because you could just subscribe to our Twitch for free with Amazon Prime. All you got to do is go to twitch.tv slash the super gamer boys and sign up and subscribe with Amazon Prime. And it supports your boys. That's it. If you have Amazon Prime and you subscribe to us, then we get a good little chunk of change from that, which we can use to continue to fund our cloning machine to bring our dearly departed captain back in time for next week. Yep. Um, Let's say so, you're 26 years old. You live at your parents' house. You don't actually have Amazon Prime, but they do. Go ahead and go into their account Use and it. make sure to subscribe. <laughs> Use Do it. it. Um, but yeah, uh, we would definitely, you know, appreciate your support. And we already, you know, everybody who is a patron, you definitely know that we appreciate your support and uh, your continued support. And we hope that we're doing um, everything that we can to continue to live up to the standard that you expect of us. And we hope to continue to, to go forward with it. So we hope to see you on Patreon soon. Um, and thank you for your support. Uh, now we're moving on to uh, the final segment of the day, which is uh, just a simple, what you're playing? Um, before he tragically passed, um, Garrett actually uh, gave us a couple of suggestions uh, of what he's been playing. Uh, one of them I'm not too familiar with, but I'm going to put it out there. Maybe somebody knows what it is, uh, but it's called We Were Here Too. 
I wish I knew some more about that. Um, you can definitely do a Google on that one if you're listening or watching, just to see maybe if that's something that you're into. Uh, definitely tweet at Garrett or ask him in the Discord. I'm sure he'd be able to to give you some info to let you know uh, how things are going with it. And the other he's been playing is, of course, what everybody, well, what most everybody is playing, which is The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. And let me tell you, I have yet to start it. I've been gone all weekend, but word on the on on the uh, digital streets is uh, Nintendo definitely they definitely spruced up Skyward Sword, and it's 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 a banger now. So I am I am very happy to hear that news, and I am definitely looking forward to finally giving Skyward Sword an earnest shot. Uh, so that's what Garrett's been up to, uh, Mister Purdom. What you been playing? All right, I am so happy to be able to talk about this game because I finished one. Boom! That's right. <laughs> Garrett, you could eat it, dude. Well, I mean, obviously you're dead, but if you weren't dead, you could totally eat it because I finished a game. That's right. So I actually picked up a couple of weeks ago Little Nightmares. Mm -hmm. the PlayStation uh, had the game for sale for $5. And I had already seen the preview to Little Nightmares 2, and I was like, man, the game looks amazing. Well, if there's a part two, there's got to be a part one. Part one was five bucks. I figured, what the heck? It looks awesome. Dude, everything about this game was phenomenal. The score, the music was amazing. The settings were fantastic. You're basically these little, this little character. And you're, you're going from room to room. You have to figure out whatever's in the environment to get out of this giant room and you've got these large monsters that are that are basically walking around. You got to try to like sneakily get around them, run away from them, climb up things, jump through holes, you know, uh, swing from chandeliers. So much fun, and I I got so much joy out of playing this game for the last couple of weeks. It, I played a couple of weeks, and I got to play a little bit each night. You know, some nights I didn't, uh, mm. but it's the most game time I've spent with any game in a long time and I really got my money's worth and then some dude for five bucks I was like this game blew me away I had so much fun with it I was able to share it with my daughter and uh, and her fiance and they came in and played a little bit uh, the whole family uh, my son was in playing with me recently and he loves it and was like dude these characters are so freaky you know but it's not <laughs> so scary that you're like oh man this is like disgusting horror they're they're cartoony they're oversized they're huge uh, you know one character had like really really long arms and he would reach out and grab you you know and, and some characters were super obese and they would grab you and like uh put put you in their mouth they'd eat you you know or uh, one was a butcher and a big heavy set butcher and he'd grab mm -hmm. you and if he caught you he'd throw you inside of the pot you know and it's like it, Oh man, I had so much fun with this game. If you guys haven't played it, seriously, if you've got PlayStation, it's five bucks right now. Little Nightmares. It's worth every penny. And uh, so I'm going to be going ahead and tomorrow, I'm going to buy Little Nightmares 2. And hopefully I'll be able to talk about that on the show next week. Dude, it's so good to hear you gush about Little Nightmares. It's 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 such a phenomenal series. Um, I know I said I wasn't going to try to sway you one way or the other about the the series and the sequel but I'm, i'll at least i'll clue you in little nightmares 2 is better than one i'll leave it oh right there oh my god i'll leave it right there i'll leave it right there for wow. you wow okay. just as an incentive right. for you to play um, definitely uh let's see 
what have I been playing? Oh, I've been making my way back through uh, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, the, the remake that came out on Switch. Um, so me personally, I carry a Switch Lite uh, as my, my primary system, and I keep my big Switch at home because it's just really cumbersome for me to carry around in my bag. Um, but the uh, Link's Awakening is is the perfect fit for that little system because it feels like you're playing it it feels like you're playing the evolution of the original game on the evolution of the original Game Boy, which is the Switch Lite. So uh, that game is just, it's full of charm. It's gorgeous. Uh, it plays really well. The music is fantastic. So I'm having a blast with it. Uh, that's what I've mainly been snacking on. I finished uh, Metroid Fusion recently. Still a classic. Still phenomenal. It makes me even more excited for uh, Metroid Dread, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I don't know. Is, is there anything you're looking forward to starting outside of Little Nightmares right now? Anything catching your eye in the near future? You know what? I'm actually uh, I've got I've got Last of Us Two that I played through when it first came out, mm-hmm. and I did kind of the rush through to play it and beat the game, and then talk about it here on the show. And that's one of those things where I'm like, I've got that in the back of my head. Man, I really want to go back to that game. I know we've talked about the game a little bit, you know, ad nauseum almost over the last year. Mm-hmm. But now that I've had some time to like kind of process through that incredible story, I kind of want to go back through the game again and now just kind of enjoy it. You know, go slow and just enjoy the story and uh, maybe go through things that I didn't really go through last time because I was kind of in a rush to just to kill the game, to, you know, to be done with it. And now I'm going to go back through and do like a, another another full run through and just go a little slow. And I'll still beat it before Garrett ever can. So. <laughs> now, you do know, Mr. PS5 user, that uh, Naughty Dog has actually updated The Last of Us 2 to where it now runs at a silky smooth 60 frames a second on PS5. Oh, I'm loving it. Yes. I'm loving it. Yes, so sir. That's fantastic. Sweet. So you so got your nice, you got your super that. crispy 4K. You got your All super right. crispy 60 frames a second. It'll feel like a new game. You'll feel like a new man, right. a new so, uh, highly depressed man having to watch everybody die. Uh, <laughs> so but you'll, you'll do it in style. I'll do it in style. So you'll be able to... Uh, to hear me talk about Little Nightmares 2 hopefully next week. And then, and then shortly thereafter, when I get done with that game, I'm going to go back to Last of Us 2. You're going to blow through Little Nightmares 2 in a week? You think so? I did not. No, no, no. I said shortly thereafter. Oh. So I did, I did, it took me it took me a couple of weeks of playtime to do uh, Little Nightmares, which mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell you how long the actual game was. Five, six hours, something like that. You know, like, I, I don't really know. You but know, but I, work and me, life, all of that. Yeah, work and just, you know... Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go sit down and play for 45 minutes or an hour, you know? Mm. And like that just was not happening for me for the longest time. So, uh, I'm, I'm just going to enjoy it, man, because I, like I was telling you earlier, before we ended up recording, I beat the game and it's the first time that I've beaten a game. Usually when you beat a game for me, I beat it and I'm done. I'm like, okay, moving on next, you know, mm-hmm. not with little nightmares. I beat the game and there's something that just calling to me and i the next day i wanted to play some more <laughs> it's like i've already been through it but it's i got want to play some you, more man. because i know that feeling got, all too well it's it like totally did. anything you're anything you want to do throughout the day you're like man I, i'm just i need to get back to that game i i can't stop thinking about it like oh god i'm jonesing <laughs> no I, I i i totally get where you're coming from 
Um, I'm definitely, I, I'm myself and playing through Little Nightmares 2. I'm not finished with it yet. So I hope that if you do finish it before me, I definitely want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what we're playing. Uh, and it looks like, believe it or not, we have come to the ending section of today's episode. Um, everybody who is here, everybody who is watching, uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Uh, you know, I hope the inmates did a good job uh, running the asylum. Uh, now that there is no warden uh, to to watch us, I hope you had a good time. Um, I hope we were informative. And if we weren't, you know what? I, I would hope that you would come into the Discord or into our Twitter and let us know what we could do better. Because we're always trying to make a better product, uh, uh, do a better show. And, uh, you know, constructive criticism can go a long way. So if you love it, tell me, tell me, tell us, tell us you love it. Uh, if you think some stuff could be better, let us know too. We're always listening. And we always want to do better and make a better product for you. Uh, but... Overall, definitely thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, if you like what you heard and this is your first time, you can always subscribe to our Patreon. Only a buck, like I said earlier. Patreon.com slash SuperGamerBoys. Uh, we also sell merch over at SGBStore.com. Uh, be on the lookout for a redesign uh, wave two, if you will, coming soon. Um, definitely, if you're on podcast services, you can review us. Uh, let us know what you like. Uh, you know, give us that nice five star or give us whatever you whatever you feel like five stars. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty much where we're at right now. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Super Gamer Boys, uh, Facebook at Facebook.com slash Super Gamer Boys. Um, and uh, Mr. Purdom, where can the good people find you personally? You can find me over at JJ Purdom on Instagram and Twitter. And I am over on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Homeboy, H-O-L-M-B-O-I. And that is uh, pretty much a wrap. Mr. Purdom, if you wouldn't mind, can you take us home? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for joining us once again without Garrett Morley. God, Rest in so peace. special, beautiful, and he, he wasn't even missed today. You know what I mean? This, this actually <laughs> ran a lot smoother. A lot smoother than we thought it would. And and I, I feel like we were we were good. We didn't go over the top. We didn't say anything about monkey nipples. There was nothing about like us throwing around feces. And he nope. really did think that the uh not the a one chimps were gonna be running the asylum today. But uh ladies and gentlemen, for Adrian Homeboy Holmes, I'm JJ Purdom and Juicy JJ Purdom. Juicy JJ Purdom, and we are the super gamer boys. <laughs> Hey, I guess we'll catch you on the flippity flop. Yeah, or whatever, Gary. You should say, who cares? That, that fool's yeah. dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. <laughs>